on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the DFS Dose, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey and Jared. And gentlemen, we're here with a hashtag early look at week 10 on DraftKings. You know, let's keep it 100 with the audience. We're going to be recording this a night early, so we're going to be without some, you know, Wednesday training uh, notes. You know, Joey and I taking a corporate sponsor trip down to Vegas. Got to get some DFS Doze boots on the ground, see what's going on with these lines, um, you know, and all that. But the grind doesn't stop. So as always, we are still going to be going position by position, discussing all of our favorite plays for both cash and GPPs. And as always, talking some low-owned stacks that could potentially win you a tournament. But before we do that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the podcast you can support the podcast by following us on twitter at the dfs dose you can also support us by following us on instagram at the dfs dose and subscribing to our youtube channel at the dfs dose same handle across all platforms all right i mean let's start as we always do at qb guys got any strong takes at a quarterback this week you know i i think usually i'm a man of my word all right I say something, I stick to it. But. (laughs) (laughs) There's always always a but. But. Baker Mayfield. All right. He's sitting down low at the quarterback list. 5,400. He's thrown at least two touchdowns in his last three games. Mm -hmm. He's playing the Falcons. At home. Right? Right. 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 The Falcons are giving up. 316 yards passing to quarterbacks, fifth worst in the NFL. They're giving up 2.3 touchdowns per game, third worst in the NFL. Right. And they are third worst in the NFL in points per game allowed on DraftKings to quarterbacks. Okay. Baker Mayfield is my cash game quarterback lock. Hashtag not fading Browns. Wow. Wow. Yikes. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say it's Play a no it. for me, dog. I don't think I'm playing Play Baker it. Mayfield yeah. in cash. 5,400 gets 20 points boom you're set i mean if you're just gonna play it off the matchup why don't you go 100 cheaper and play alex smith against the bucks um big facts <laughs> no Lost, I mean, lost three of his linemen. Alex Smith is just trash at this point. Baker Mayfield is better than Alex Smith. And, you know, let me let me applaud Hugh Jackson for something real quick. He did get something right, or maybe the Browns, you know, draft room got something right. Baker Mayfield is the best quarterback from this uh, last draft by far. Sam Darnold, trash. Josh Rosen, too early to see. Uh, Josh Allen, trash. All right, so the Browns did get something right. Baker Mayfield is by far the best quarterback out of this uh, QB draft class. You know, so I got to put my faith in him this week. <laughs> uh, I don't I, know, man. Uh, I'm the only one there. 5,400, cheap. Yeah. You know, I would say another option, I would say Andy Dolan. But A.J. Green is out. I don't like the options that they have at wide receiver besides Tyler Boyd. If Gio Bernard plays, I think he has a big game, but we could talk about that in running back. I mean, you could go up and play Drew Brees, but on the road outside, it's well documented. I mean, I, I just want to say, 
I want to say about that game, I think a lot of people are going to misread that game throughout the week. They see, you know, Cincinnati, who we have the perception that they're a high-powered offense, and the you know, the Saints are obviously a high-powered offense, so they're going to see this matchup. I think it's going to be a game to target. I don't think it's a game to target outside of potentially Kamara and Mixon. Um, I mean, Andy Dalton isn't the type of quarterback who's going to elevate the players around him, and he's only going to have Tyler Boyd and Mixon and a, and a bunch of scrubs. And like you said, we know Breeze on the road, so I think that both of these teams are going to have a lower output than you would expect from their offenses in some cases. I think A.J. Green really hurts Andy Dalton's ceiling, so I wouldn't be looking to go there. I mean, I would play the guys in between the two that you named before any of the others in a cash format. Um, I'd play Andrew Luck at 5.5 at home against Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville is a good defense, but just with the volume Luck is getting, I think he could still succeed, and that's such a low price for somebody who's passing as much as Luck is. And... Russell Wilson as well at 5.7. My concern with him would be uh, that he is not going to be throwing that much and the Seahawks are trying to become this run-heavy team, but you would think that they're going to have to pass to try and keep up with the LA Rams. So, um, I mean, I would have more interest in those two than either of Dalton or Mayfield. That's That's understandable. The thing with that game, with the Bengals and Saints game, right, is that they host the two worst pass defenses in the NFL. So I think it's kind of a reach to say that it's not going to be high scoring. Like, I don't think that it's going to be super high scoring, but I think it'll be like a 31 28. I think it has the potential to be the highest scoring total game. I mean, do you but, think that, you know, the Saints having a point total of 29 and a half is a bit bullish? Like, I would take the under on that. 29 and a half on the road? I mean, it's not like they. It's not like they're not capable of putting up over twenty nine points on the road. Like they've done it one, two, three, three times this season out of their four road games. They scored over twenty nine. If we're just using that as the as that magic number, mm-hmm. right? But if we're talking about on the road, Drew Brees has scored forty three at at Atlanta, so in a dome, right? And then he scored eight, sixteen, and seven. On his in his road games outside home, which is that's the why case I, this week, yeah, which is the case this week, which is probably why I want to go to Breeze. What do you think, Jared, about these uh, options from five point eight to five point four? I don't know, dude. I still love Andy Dalton. I feel like the Saints defense. I was wrong. They do still suck, and they they're not getting any better for whatever reason. I don't know what happened. To all that talent, but they can't they can't guard anyone. Um, I still like Andy Dalton, even though I think if Geo plays, like Joey said, he's going to ha- be big in the game, mix in, uh, Tyler Boyd. I don't know how big of a game he's going to have, but I still think he scores a touchdown. I think Andy Dalton can get you 18 to 22. I like Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck, like you said, for the volume. I think they're both going to be throwing a lot. I don't believe in that, that Seahawks run game. That's not going to, ha- that's not going to be a thing. They're going to get over that. Yeah, they're going to get over that real quick. <laughs> I do love Baker Mayfield this week. I don't know. I want to shout out, uh, and I'm surprised you didn't already jump on this. I was kind of leaving it out there for you, Jared, but Mitch Trubisky is right there as well at 5.6K. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's hard for me to it's hard for me to want to play somebody who is just an absolute complete scrub doesn't deserve to be in the NFL just can't play the quarterback <laughs> position in Trubisky but at 5.6 I mean I'm torn uh, between this trash player and this trash defense in the Lions who are just damn. absolutely abysmal it hurts Talking my heart to say like that. Yo, I mean they're they're complete scrubs bro and they're they're allowing the highest passer rating to their opponents they're getting torn up and i personally think that even mitchell trash bisky is going to be able to put up points against this lions defense this does seem like a spot where he's gonna put up a 35 clip no i I think he's a really good play especially at home he plays way better at home than he does on the road way better yeah, that Lions defense has gotten real bad. Yeah, which I'm kind of surprised by by because they have a good amount of talent. I feel like Matt Patricia effect. I don't know. So don't for know. me, I mean, in cash, I'm looking between in my first initial. Builds, I'd rather play Luck. Luck, yeah, you know, I think that Luck, Trubisky, and Wilson fit the optimal build this week. I think if I could find a couple extra hundred, Philip Rivers is a play I'd be interested in, but he's had a surprisingly, you know, not really a high ceiling. He ha- he has one game over 25 points this year, so I don't know if I would really want to go there as much as I think that he can dominate this Raiders defense. But, I mean, Rivers is in a good spot. Obviously, Mahomes has four straight games with 30 points. Like, if you could get him in there, that would be the optimal move. I mean, he's just crushing. But I don't know if you can get dude, him to seven points in cash. Baker Mayfield is the move for all listeners out there. I am going against my word, so that means something, all right? Baker Mayfield is the move. They're going to have to throw to keep up with the Falcons because you already know the Falcons are coming out swinging, all right? Matt Ryan's coming out. He's going to sling the ball. Julio's going to snap, all right? Baker Mayfield has had, um, since week four, he's had games with, one, two, he's had four games with over 40 passes, and then he had two in between with 34 and 36 passing attempts. So he's passing the ball a lot. He's had two touchdowns in three straight games, like I said, right? Nah, Greg Williams is about to make a heavy stand against this Falcons team on the road, a team that's put under, uh, you know, put up under 20 points twice on the road already this season. Um, you're overvaluating the, uh, this game environment, I think. I mean, I might play Baker Mayfield if I'm playing Duke Johnson. I kind of like Baker Mayfield. I mean, I think the Falcons are going to run all over them. That's why I'm going right back to Julio scores two touchdowns this week. I mean, that's a heavy fade, but maybe a Tevin Coleman uh, double dip. I, I could see I could see that. Definitely not. If, Definitely um, not. <laughs> if, Denzel, if Denzel Ward misses, like, Julio will completely – eat this defense alive yeah no now that he's gotten a touchdown he's gonna be like 90 percent owned and <laughs> yeah i know it's gonna be stu- it's gonna be stupid chalk but no one no one's gonna pay for him this week especially yeah right below him with michael thomas and tyler boyd yeah just the no one's going just to end the quarterback section um you know i, I have some interest in fitz magic 5900 against the redskins at home Hell yeah, the Buccaneers have the best pass offense in the NFL, if you didn't know that. Now you do, all right? And yeah. then low-key, low-key, 
Derek Carr at 4,700. Oh, I like it, man. I, was, I wasn't going to move on from the quarterbacks till we said it. Um, at I mean, home Carr and Mariota tri- are both 4.7 in games that you would expect to be pass-heavy scripts, but these are also two quarterbacks who have drastically fallen off in what we thought of them, uh, you know, as early as this year. Yeah, I mean, give me Derek Carr over Matt Stafford, though. Guys, I so, listen. I listen, listen. I have I have one more play that we're overlooking. Like we're actually overlooking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's actually fair. Um, in a game that like, kind of Miami down in prime time, this is a prime bounce back spot. Rodgers going back home against Miami. I don't know if you guys know this, but Miami doesn't have a good defense. It says fourth against quarterbacks, and people are gonna look at that and be like, "Nah," because they don't know anything about football. They played the Titans, Mariota's trash, at the Jets, Sam Darnold's trash, at Oakland, Carr's trash. Uh, they had a solid game against Cincinnati. I don't know how that happened. And then they played Sam Darnold again. And then against good quarterbacks, they gave up 32 to Matt Stafford, 42 to um Deshaun Watson. I mean, I think Trubisky's good. They gave up 31 to no, him, and then they gave up 38 to... Yeah, whatever. And then they gave up thirty-eight to Brady. Late. So against against any good quarterbacks, they'll get eaten alive. So, I I like Rodgers if I could pay up to him, but if not, like he's cashing in GPP. Yeah, I like him for GPPs. Basically, look between five point five and five point seven for your cash QBs, or you could play Baker at five point four if you want to lose money. Um, <laughs> if you want to win the most amount of money possible, play Baker. Cheap price, should get around 20 points, more than 3xing. Can't go wrong with that, in my opinion. Let's move on to the main course here, these running backs, okay? I'm so stoked to play these top-tier running backs this week. Um, what do you guys think about running back? Sounds like you got a little crush on these guys, man. I got a I got a, a major crush on MG3 this week. I'm so excited to play Melvin Gordon because it's been a few weeks since I've been able to play Melvin Gordon. Um, you My know, son. he was off the main slate for a couple weeks. Then he came back last week. He was coming off that injury, and there were just such other good plays on the board. So I was like, oh, you know, I want to play you, Melvin. I know you're, you know, you're a beast and all. Couldn't really do it last week, but this week. All right, facing this Raiders team? Okay, this is Melvin Gordon's week. He's getting three touchdowns. You can lock it down, um, and I'm stoked. 9K, three of lock them. it down. Don't care. I'm playing them. 9K. Do you know how many running backs I want to play? These are all the running backs I want to play. Melvin Gordon, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, David Johnson, kind of AP. I want to play Nick Chubb. I want to play Cohen. I want to play Aaron Jones. I want to play Duke. Jo- Actually, I am playing Duke Johnson. All so that's not a lot of play. He is playing. Um, even Mark Ingram. There's so many running back. There's you can't go wrong this week. All of them. I agree, but in terms there's, of cash, where are where's your focus going to be? Because you can only play three: Kamara, Melvin, and Duke Johnson. Kamara, Melvin, and Duke Johnson. You're missing a name there, my good son. Kareem Hunt, yeah. I'll probably play Kareem Hunt over one of them. <laughs> I know I went on a little Melvin Gordon soliloquy. I don't know which one I want to talk about first because Melvin Gordon and Kareem Hunt really get me uh, get me going when I'm looking at all these statistics. 
Let's talk Pause. about Melvin okay. first because he's <laughs> he's priced higher at 9K. Let's just talk about Melvin real quick. Just for anybody who has the any goal. doubt as to why you should play him this week in cash and tournaments and 100% of everything. Melvin Gordon missed a touchdown. He had his wor- he had his second to worst game against the Raiders in week 5. That's why. What's that? He had his second to worst game of the season against the Raiders week 5. It's time. I don't care about that. I don't care about <laughs> second to worst game second to worst game with 22 points. Exactly. Exactly. That's his worst game. Yeah. But let's talk about this, right? The Chargers are one of three teams this week on the main slate with a point total above 30. So Vegas likes him, right? That's good. The Raiders are allowing the third most rushing yards per game on average, 130 rushing yards per game, and they are tied for the fourth most rushing touchdowns allowed per game to running back. And we know when it comes to rushing touchdowns by a running back, Melvin Gordon is elite. He's averaging the third most red zone targets of any running back in the league ahead of Gurley behind only Kamara and James White. So, I mean, the one thing to knock about Gordon that I did find a little interesting is that the Raiders are allowing the fewest receptions per game to running back but I have absolutely no fear of this hapless Raiders team this team that has no identity just an utter collapse I was on the collapse narrative a few weeks ago then they came out with that that surprising effort and then they collapsed a week later and I think the collapse is only going to get worse for here Gordon's an elite play love him love him love it love him you can't go wrong with playing any of these running backs. Essentially, they're essentially. all gonna have they're they're all gonna have good games. It's just it's just trying to find value elsewhere if you want to pay up for three running backs that are over eighty five hundred. It's interesting because I think there's a fair amount of value at both running back and receiver this week, so you can pick and choose which value you would rather do and which lineup build you'd rather do. So I think that that'll actually lead to a week where ownerships are more slightly spread across in cash and it won't be so condensed there's not going to be an 81 percent Cortland sutton on this slate yeah or exactly you know yeah it's just it's going to be more spread out because there's a lot of value so people are going to be building their lineups differently i think that the move is fit in uh, i don't know i guess it's early in the week but initially i think that if you can fill fit in gordon hunt and camara and just set up yourself up with a massive you know massive floor ceiling and just figure it out at receiver I think that's the way to go. Figure it out. That's it. Just play the top three guys. You have the best floor out of any, you know, cash lineup. You know, you play play some three thousand receivers and you're lit. Honestly, would it be would it be wrong to go David Johnson? Yes. Yeah. Against against the team who gives up the most points to running backs. I mean, David Johnson has one game over sixty yards this season, and that was seventy one yards. And he's had a plethora of good matchups. And I, yeah, exactly. I don't have a list that I put players on if I don't want to touch them. I reserve that for Jared. But if I did have such a list, David Johnson would be on it. I've talked myself into him like four different times this year. He's been a great theoretical play like four different times. I think it's just time to accept that the Cardinals are uh, just a team Trash. to avoid. Like the Bills. Like, yeah. The Jets. Like, Exactly. Like they're they're an abysmal team this year. Free David Johnson next year on a good team, even if it's the Cardinals. Hopefully they're good to make him relevant, but it's it's not happening this year. Dog, I think it's free David Johnson this week. If you were getting a significant discount on him, I would consider it. But like you're paying up. Like he isn't even that cheap. You're paying six. He's a top five running running back. He's a top five running back for me this week. Interesting. I don't think he's that good of a play. 
No. I love it. Because, well, okay. He has the best matchup, but the Cardinals' yeah. offense is just so trash. It's that simple. I feel you. You can't play him. You just can't when there's better options. We're on a week where you can afford to put these guys in your lineup and still make a good lineup. Oh, just wait. Do on you it. guys agree that Melvin Gordon is a cash game lock? Yeah, he's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Gordon, Kamara, yeah. and Hunt are all cash game locks. Yeah. I wish I knew. I wish I knew what, how many uh receptions and yards the Bengals give up to running backs. If I knew well, that, I would. Sir, let me tell you because I was looking this up earlier, and they are bad against pass receiving running backs. They are. Can I have? Do you have some numbers on that, or or do I have to take your word for it? No, you have to take my word for it. All right, but no, um, I mean they're they're allowing <laughs> six point eight. Um, wait, hold up. Yeah, yeah, they're allowing six point three eight receptions per game. Only fifty two point three eight. Uh, yards per game and uh, rushing yards though they are one of only eight teams that are allowing over 100 rushing yards per game and we do know that Kamara is the primary rusher he is getting the second most red zone looks in the league behind Gurley so he should be an elite play against this low you know Bengals yeah low-key I got a I got a feeling in my gut that this is hashtag Mark Ingram week for I'm the Saints kind of, offense. I'm kind of there with you. Just as a football watcher, I just have a feeling that they're going to try and feature Mark Ingram this week because Kamara scored three touchdowns last week because that's some dumb stuff that NFL teams do. Well, I just think that Melvin Gordon and Kareem Hunt are far and away the best plays on the board, and I would rather no doubt play the two of them, and I would consider one of the Browns running backs. I'm leaning Chubb, but I also like Deion Lewis as a solid option. With that being said, I think you could fade Kamara this week. I I would personally rather have Gordon and Hunt just because I mean, of that threat of Mark Ingram. I honestly believe that Mark Ingram no why game under pro- 30 and we don't talk about Gurley. It's like that. Yeah. yeah. Fade. Home game. Um, no, no, no. Gurley Gurley's I don't know. I think we we talk about Gurley every week. Yeah, we don't you have to play go him. into it. I think he's you can't go wrong if you play him. Um, yeah. I'm not scared off this spot. I would question why would I play Kamara He scored three touchdowns against the Seahawks in week five at, in Seattle. Now they're at home. That's all you got to say. He scored 33 points against them. A couple days ago, the Saints played the Rams. It's just the Rams got down. They were forced to pass Saints run defense really good. We talked about it. And I Bad think a lot of people might be dumb enough to just fade him off of uh, one disappointing result. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say they're dumb because I'm not playing them. But... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I might not be playing them either in cash. But I don't know. I I, I might. I don't know. It's, it's early. I might, though. I hate using these, but do you have early uh, ownership projections, Ben? For running back? Not for cash. For GPP? Gurley's projected the highest yeah. ownership. Is that that right. seems fair, but Kamara second, Gordon and Hunt mixing all a little bit on her, but yeah. Hold on, just to talk about another running back that I like. You know, I like Aaron Jones this week. My son, yes, I was waiting to talk about him, but we five thousand. You could pay down to him. I'd re- 
But you could also just go down to Duke Johnson, 4,700. They unleashed him last week, finally. I'm, I don't know why I'm saying last week, like, we're not recording this two days after the, the games happened, but just roll with it. All right, he scored 29 points against the Chiefs. He was Is Chubb lit. not the better play, though? Like, we need to talk about it. Is Chubb not the better play over Duke? No. Why? They're worse against pass-catching running backs. They're worse against pass-catching running backs, but they're bad against running backs, period. And since the Carlos Hyde trade, Chubb has the highest market share in terms of his team's touches out of any running back in the league. Over Co- uh, over Connor, over Gordon, over over all these plays. I mean, Duke is starting to get involved, but he did get out-touched 22-1 to 1 last week. Like, he had one carry. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't need to carry the ball. If he's going to get, what do you get, like 10 targets? Duke had 9, nine for 9. 9 for 9. Yeah, if he's going to get all these if he's gonna get all these catches, that means, I mean, he has a pretty high chance of scoring a touchdown, I feel uh-huh. like. If he's going to get all these catches and, like, 9 catches for 60 yards, like, I'll, t- I'll take that for 4,700 and a flex I think so I, I can th- pay up for Gurley and Kamara, or Gordon and Kamara, Hunt, whoever. Yeah. I mean, Jared, we were talking a bit pre-show. You don't like Tevin Coleman this week? No. Not a fan of Tevin Coleman at all, actually. I don't think he's that good of a running back. I mean, he's getting a great workload, though, against Cleveland, who's gotten torn up. Uh, like, they got severely torn up by Connor and Hunt last week. I mean, Coleman had 18 touches last week against the Redskins. Right. More, more. He had 13 carries. Oh yeah, no, you're right. I'm sorry, I was looking at targets. Yeah, <laughs> he's 18. only had, he's only had one game with 20 touches. But he, but he's past game. He's he's game flow independent though, because I mean he's getting 13 carries, seven targets, 11. I mean 11 carries, two targets. So that's not great. But I mean he's been consistent. Let's be real. The the Redskins were bound to lose that game from the jump, yo. Like they had no chance. It was history. History got them. They were bound to lose the game. Numbers. Numbers said they had to lose the game. I don't need to see the numbers to tell you that Cleveland is going to lose this game. Analytics. Oh yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna lose, but I feel like Matt Ryan's gonna do it and not Tyron Coleman. That's fair. So that means uh, that means my son Julio is outscoring Gurley this week. I could see it again. Doubt it. But I mean I don't like Tyron Coleman. I'd rather play Gurley. Obviously Gurley, Kamara, Hunt. I'd rather play David Johnson over him. I'd rather play Aaron Jones, Duke Johnson. Any interest in Deion Lewis? No. Revenge game. I mean, Lewis is – you want to talk about a solid workload. I don't know why you would play Duke Johnson, who's getting going to get one carry per game and the targets he's going to get when Deion Lewis last two games, 13 carries, six targets, 19 carries, four targets, and he's cheaper. And it's a great matchup. How, wait, how much is he? 4.6. 100 less than Duke Johnson. The if the Titans oh. are smart, all right. They'll if they're feature, smart, they, they'll feature well, they Deion smart. Lewis. Feat- they, they are featuring him. They've been featuring him. Like Derek Derrick Henry is a complete afterthought. He got six carries compared to Deion Lewis's nineteen. Deion Lewis is the feature back, and and Derrick Henry might vulture him every now and then from the one. But when you consider how much of an equity that Deion Lewis has in the past game. And Deion Lewis can still score touchdowns. Don't get it twisted. I know you know that, Joey. Um, Deion Lewis is a touchdown scorer. So I, I like Deion a lot at 4.6, actually, in a game script where you would think the Titans are going to have to pass. I can see it. I think I think he'd be more of a, a passing threat than a, than a rushing threat in this game against the Patriots. 
Because, uh, you know, I expect the Patriots to blow him out. But I'd rather go up to Aaron Jones, honestly. I mean, honestly, you can't go wrong with playing him. But it's not like he's been doing that great this season. He's only averaging 13 fantasy points a game. He only has two touchdowns on the season. The Titans' offense is literally hit or miss. Like, just to talk about it for a second, the game last night, we're recording this on Tuesday, so the Monday night game, the Cowboys and Titans. The Cowboys are literally trash. Dak Prescott is not a good quarterback. You feel me? Jerry Jones, that dude is delusional. Okay? Jason Jason Garrett needs to be fired immediately. Just that's just a little little tangent, but the Titans are hit or miss. The Titans are hit or miss. Honestly, Uh, Mariota is very inconsistent in my opinion. Hasn't lived up to the hype of being drafted. What number two after Jameis? They went one two, right? Mm -hmm. Neither of them have lived up to what they were supposed to be. All right, I got I got three pairs of three here. I want you to give me one name from each group. All right. Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. Melvin. Group number two, Nick Chubb, Tariq Cohen, or Tevin Coleman, all between 5.5 and 5.4. That's Chubb, Cohen, and Coleman. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Not playing. Not playing. Well, Coleman's out of the the conversation. Nick Chubb or... Probably Chubb, I guess. Nah, I'd rather play Coleman, personally. I don't like Coleman. I don't like Coleman. And the final three, uh, between 4.7 and 4.6, we have Duke Johnson, Jordan Howard, and Dion Lewis. Duke Johnson. Yeah. I'm going Dion, Gordon, and Chubb out of that group. Um, That's fair. Is there anybody else that we have to talk about? I do. I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Joe Mixon. Because uh, in my in my mind, this game, like I said, it's not going to be a high-scoring shootout. I think that people are going to be off the matchup because, as we saw last week, New Orleans isn't a great matchup. But just when I think about this Bengals team without A.J. Green, with Andy Dalton not being able to elevate the wide receivers around him, I'm, I think they're going to lean heavily on Mixon. I wouldn't be surprised to see Mixon get like a career high in touches this game and just be a successful play based off volume. Uh, so I like mixing for tournaments. I wouldn't go there in cash. Only one 100-yard rushing game in his career. Joey's a hater of mixing. I like mixing, but I can't go there. I'm uh, the Saints defense is is someone I want to. I don't want to go up against for running backs. I wouldn't play him. I'd rather go to David Johnson in tournaments. You like Aaron Jones this week? Definitely, especially if the Packers, especially if Rodgers comes out throwing the ball like I expect. Um, Aaron Jones could be could have a good second half when they're just running out the clock. Hopefully. Aaron Jones is in a good matchup, but he's gone from 8 carries to 12 carries to 14 carries last week, so he's getting an increased you know share of touches in that backfield every week. Maybe this will be the week that he touches 16, 17, 18, but uh, I don't want to go there yet. I, it's just it seems like every week we're projecting it to happen, and it doesn't happen, so... I'm go- I'm gonna. You want you want to know something funny? What? Take it. Just take a guess at what I'm gonna say right now. Aaron Jones has more 100 yard rushing games than Joe Mixon. I'll say that. Oh my god. What? Aaron Jones 
has more 100-yard rushing games than Joseph Mixon. I don't think that's true. I think that is true. Aaron Jones had two 100-yard rushing games last year against the Cowboys and the Saints. And Mixon has one career? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Aaron Jones is explosive, yo. He's he's like leading the league in yards per carry or something like that. It was like, I mean... During the last game, he was behind Blake Bortles. But anyway, Sony Michelle coming back. Uh, no, that's a no for me. Adrian Peterson, I like in GPPs after burning everybody last week. That's a spot to target against a horrible run defense in the Bucks. Yeah, I'll take it. I guess I wouldn't play him. Just play the top guys, and you'll win money. That's that's the that's the analysis for running back. So let's move. Play David Johnson. Let's move on to receiver now. Yeah, let's move on to receiver and talk about the value, right? Because, I mean, that's the big conversation. There's a ton of value at wide receiver this week. So, I mean, just some names that are going to be popular off the top. I think Adam Humphreys is going to be popular. I think Maurice Harris is going to be popular. Um, There was a lot of buzz about Cordero Patterson maintaining his hybrid role as a running back receiver. But with Michelle returning, that doesn't seem all that likely to me so i wouldn't be going there i think valdez scantling all the way up at 5k is going to be chalk following the news that that geronimo allison has been placed on ir so let's talk about these value guys and who you like jared maurice harris is a complete lock this week chalk it up i said it last week with dj Moore, completely overthinking that cam and that offense looks I mean, the offense goes does not go outside of Cam, Christian McCaffrey, and Greg Olson. Like, that's the whole offense. You could pretty much, like, release everybody else and just throw scrubs out there because they don't touch the ball anyways. But, yeah, DJ Moore was a bad bad play after I thought about it. Um, But go right back to it. Maurice Harris against Tampa Bay's terrible slot defense. 3,900. It gets you the uh, cash to go up to Melvin and Kareem Hunt. That's all you got to do. Lock it in and don't think twice about it. I know Ben's not a fan. Yeah, no, I I'd highly recommend thinking twice about it and analyzing whether or not you're just suffering from recency bias because the thing is is that Maurice Harris seems like a good play. Paul Richardson's on IR. Jamison Crowder's missing. But let me tell you something. Paul Let's Richardson being on IR has nothing to do with Maurice Harris. Won't affect him anyways. Jamison Crowder's been out for four weeks, and Maurice Harris has already been absorbing the snaps, playing over 50% of the snaps in all these games. His snap percentage is going up every week, every week since week six. But in those games, his targets were going down from four to three to two to last week where he had 12 targets. Okay, great. One week he has 12 targets. Now, the thing about Harris I like is, A, he's going to be chalky, And, you know, my thing with chalky wide receivers at low price in cash games is that it can do more damage to fade them than to just eat the chalk and play them. And it lets you get up to the good plays at running back. So I do like that. I like the matchup with Harris. And he should get a target share. The thing is, is that to project him for that target share seems like a flaw to me because he should have had the same target share in week six, seven, and eight, and he didn't. So just assuming that because he had it last week, I don't get why you would do that. Uh, this could easily go to Josh Docks and Jordan Reed. If Chris Thompson comes back, it's still early in the week, so we don't know if he'll be out. Um, I don't know. I, d- I just don't see why Harris is a better play this week than he would have been in week eight, seven, and six when he would have been a bust. So 
I don't know. I like Maurice Harris last week. I mentioned that to you guys, and I just didn't play him for because I like DJ Moore better. But I don't know. I'm going. I'm actually going to play him this week. He's either gonna he's either gonna have a great game or he's gonna do nothing. There's no in between. So you yeah. you could take the risk at three point nine if you want. That's what Agreed. I get out of that. Agreed. I mean, take take the risk because it's gonna pay off. Wise words it, from Jared himself. It could it could pay off. One game over twenty, and every other game under eight points this season. So it's just an iffy I mean, cash if, play. If it doesn't pay off, he's going right on the list. I'm gonna tell you that much. <laughs> that list That's seems to facts. be growing every week. Yeah. Let's talk about a gentleman, another slot receiver at the same exact price, Adam Humphreys, who, you know, I'm, I'm really conflicted about these two guys because I think they're both going to be chalk. Both of them had massive weeks last week, um, and I think both of them are going to disappoint if you expect them to repeat last week. But I think Humphreys is at least a better bet to do something somewhat similar just because his target share has been much more secure. In the last three weeks, eight targets, ten targets, nine targets – at least he's a solid part of that, you know, offense. The thing is with Humphreys is that he's behind Evans. He's behind Jackson, Howard, uh, you know, I don't know. He, ha- he has two touchdowns on the year. Both of them came last week. So you can't really expect him to get a touchdown. You're just hoping for the catches and, and yards on low A dot targets. So I don't know. He's going to be heavy I'm chalk, not- I think, after last week's performance. I'm I think not that big of a fan of him. I think I'd be more inclined to play Humphreys rather than Maurice Harris. I think that's just my opinion. Just because of the targets, like since week four, he's had seven, four, nine, ten, eight targets. So it's not like he's not getting targets. He's playing over Chris Godwin. He has a bigger role than Chris Chris Godwin. Um Fitzmagic looks to him. Three point nine. I think he's a better play at, and a uh, much much better passing game when you yeah, compare the Bucks to the to the Redskins. The number one passing offense, like we mentioned earlier in the episode. Another receiver at three point nine is Jonathan Ross. He's projected to come back this week. That's interesting. Another another note is I heard that when Jameson Crowder comes back, they're just going to take away Doxson's snaps and not Maurice Harris's snaps. Well, because Josh, Josh Doxson is a way, bust. That doesn't make any sense, though. Doxson sucks. It makes complete sense. No, it doesn't make sense. They're not gonna put jo- they're not gonna put Jamison Crowder on the outside running nine routes like they have Josh. Maurice doing. Maurice Harris isn't a solely a slot receiver. He could play on the outside as well. They're just throwing well before Paul Richardson went on IR. They're just they were just playing him in the slot because Crowder was hurt. When Crowder comes back, Maurice Harris will go outside. I don't ever want to be talking about Maurice Harris this much. That's like, facts. I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. That's facts. This is 2018. Well, I don't want to be my, talking about that's Maurice my Harris. Son now. But we could just that's play. That's my son. So we're gonna hear a lot about. We want to make people money. We're freaking talking about Adam Humphreys and Maurice Harris in 2018. Why don't we talk about the most talented, David Moore? 3.9. It's my son, yo. Should have scored a touchdown last week. Right. He had four touchdowns in the previous three weeks, and he had more targets than he had in any of those weeks last week. He just didn't convert on them, but I mean, come on. I mean, he dropped 
he dropped a game tying touchdown. Exactly. So. It could easily happen no. this week. You know they're going to no. be passing. No. What do you mean no? What do you mean no? No what? Don't play him. You're bugging. Uh, th- throw him in there in cash. I'll play Hunt, Hunt Kamara and Melvin Gordon. You know, you you want to you want to talk about early week projections. You know, one of the highest, most chalky wide receivers this week, and I'm actually kind of disappointed that he's chalk because I thought I was being sneaky. But uh, Corey Davis here, four point five. Um, I think that's a a cash game play for sure. Play him, please. Uh, that's what that's why I said that. I hope everybody plays him. I mean, that's please. Why I said that. I mean, we're talking about playing Maurice Harris versus a, a top-tier draft prospect. Wow, a prospect. <laughs> what? <laughs> a prospect. <laughs> All right, Jared, Jared you're, 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 an, you're an NFL GM. Which, which are you taking? Who am I me. taking? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm take an outside someone who could be good over, like, Maurice Harris. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that means you have to play him in DraftKings. Yeah, yeah we're talking about DraftKings, not managing an NFL team. He's he's a four point five receiver with a dominant target share in a pass heavy game script. Okay, so here's the thing: the Patriots have like the best. De- I think it's the best defense for catch rate, and it's like at like fifty eight percent or something. Like even if he gets ten targets, he might catch four of them. Especially if Gilmore lines up against him, because Gilmore would completely lock him up. Yeah, I think he goes for like three catches, thirty-five yards, maybe a touchdown. So the touchdown might might salvage his day to make him three three x, but I don't think he gets over fifty yards receiving. Maurice Harris will. Let me throw this out there. He will one point seven five x Corey Davis. Specific. I like it. Wow. Not a full two, but he will one point seven five x. Corey Davis. I mean, point per dollar or just like raw? Straight numbers, yo. I don't know. You like to take a lot of weird stands on players who are like trash. Either way, Corey Davis, bad play. I hope everybody plays him because. Corey Davis is terrible. <laughs> I don't know if I would. Yeah, I don't know about I don't know that. if I would say all that. I mean, I mean he definitely terrible. hasn't I mean, performed up to. Play. Oh, play. My bad. My bad. I forgot the word play. Terrible play this week. I mean, he's got terrible a higher play. ceiling. He's not bad. He's got a higher ceiling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's tough. He does. Well, he's not gonna. He's not gonna touch his thing when he's laying on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Not catching any passes. That's a good because, process. Because top ten cornerback Stephon Gilmore is going to lock his butt up. I mean, do the Patriots just shadow every wide receiver on the other team, or do they only re- shadow wide receivers worthy of being shadowed? Like, you can't you can't argue that Corey Davis is a scrub, and then also he's going to get the elite wide receiver treatment in the Patriots secondary. Like, it's either one or the other. No. Joey said Bill Belichick's before the podcast, he was saying that Bill Belichick's, like, Way of playing defense is taking away the number one target. Deion Who Lewis. Who is number one target? Deion Lewis. Yeah. Deion Lewis. Okay. Yeah. So receiver Ben. I mean, think about that's, it. Logi- that's, logically, that's not logically. That's but. not what the Patriots do. They don't take away their number one receiver. They take away their number one option. Okay, Ben. So you really think like if they played the Rams that Stephon Gilmore is going to cover Gurley? Like, think about this logic. I'm not right saying now. who Stephon Gilmore is going to cover. I'm going to say what the Patriots' scheme is. And the argument isn't that they take away the number one pass catcher. They take away the team's number one option. They they would take away Kelsey. They wouldn't take away the number one receiver. 
if they're playing the Chiefs. Okay, obviously I shouldn't have brought this up because it's going over your head. <laughs> Jesus. You were yeah, obviously... no, you're trying to argue a wrong point. Ben. No. Ben. Yes. Bro, no, can I... Ben, they're going to take away... We're talking about who Gilmore is going to cover straight up. They're going to take away the number one target, and it's Corey Davis. So Gilmore is going to cover him, and Gilmore has been locked down this whole Which year. Which would make Deion Lewis a better play because... Gilmore obviously isn't going to cover Deion Lewis out of the backfield. When Mariota drops back to pass, that means Bill Belichick is going to take away his number one passing option, which is Corey Davis. You literally said that he has a massive target share. You just said that a couple minutes ago. Yes. With that being like said, over thirty percent target share. Cornerbacks cover receivers; they don't cover running backs. Uh, so if we're looking not, at the I'm cornerback not, receiver I'm matchup, that's not what I'm arguing whatsoever. You're arguing about the taking away the best player. Obviously, they're going to try and take away Deion Lewis. But the logical thing to do would be to put to put your best corner on their best receiver to make Mariota go to players like Taiwan Taylor and Ta- Tajay Sharp, players who are scrubs and can't can't compete at a high level at a Patriots level you feel me I mean Stefan Gilmore was with the Patriots last year wasn't he yeah he was last year in the playoffs when Corey Davis smoked the Patriots for two touchdowns when the Patriots were up by 35 in court and, and yeah because that, that's Gilmore. not that's not that's not a reasonable outcome that could happen this week pass game script I mean yeah Corey Davis okay. could get some. Okay, so what are we some arguing? Garbage. I'm saying, I'm saying Corey Davis could get 12 targets and Corey maybe Davis four smoked Malcolm Butler, those. his teammate. He Corey smoked Davis Malcolm could Butler. get maybe four or five of those targets of his 12, 11, 10 targets away from Gilmore. He's not going to get 10 or 11 out of his 12 targets on Gilmore. Gilmore's not going to follow him in the slot. He's not going to be on him every snap. If he's not on Devontae Adams every snap, he's not going to be on Corey Davis every snap. You guys are kidding yourselves. This isn't Antonio Brown or DeAndre. When he wasn't on Devontae Adams, Ben, they double teamed him. They put Jason McCourty or Jonathan Jones on him with the safety behind him to make sure that Devontae wasn't getting that ball. And when Gilmore was on Devontae Adams, if you watch the game, it was man coverage. He had no safety help. That just shows the confidence that they have in Gilmore. And I know the Patriots. They're my team. Gilmore will lock up Corey Davis, and I feel like we're spending way too much time on this. When Gilmore is a top 10 cornerback this season, he's having one of the best seasons out of any quarterback cornerback in the NFL right now. I believe he's only given up one touchdown on the entire season. He's going to follow Corey Davis. He might not follow him to the slot, but even if he doesn't follow him to the, into the slot, he's... Sh- probably won't produce against Jason McCourty and then a safety like Deron Harmon or Chung or Devin McCourty, whoever's back there, that will have uh, the deep covered. And in the playoff game, Corey Davis scored his second touchdown like with under two minutes left, so probably against the Patriots backup players when they were down 35-7. to and, and if they're down 35-7 to and it's two minutes left, Corey Davis won't be out there, and neither will Mariota. He didn't smoke the Patriots in a playoff game. He had five catches for 63 yards. Just two of those catches were touchdowns. Smoked him for fantasy purposes, I should have said. (laughs) Either way. He smoked their backups for 
Oh Either God. way, I wish I knew. Let's move I on. I wish I knew exactly what he did when he did it. Well, just saying, it's going to be a decision you have to make because he is going to be the highest uh, owned wide receiver besides Michael Thomas on the slate. So, um, you know, it's going to be a popular play. But let's move on to some other chalky wide receivers uh, that are going to be in conversation. Michael Thomas is one. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scatling. Is that how you say it? Marquez, yeah. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, I mean, with Geronimo Allison sent to IR, he is playing a major role in the Green Bay offense, uh, like over 80% of the snacks, uh, snaps the last two weeks. Around the same amount of snaps as Randall Cobb is playing. Jared, what do you think about Valdez-Scantling this week? The Dolphins' secondary isn't that good outside of um, outside of Xavier Howard and is Rashad Jones even going to play this week? I mean, they might just straight bench him because he took himself out of the game last week, I'm pretty sure. He just said, like, I was, I'm was, i done. The separation that Valdez-Scantling gets on the opposing corners is is pretty high, so he has a pretty good chance to have a, another long pass like he did last week. He had a 53-yard pass, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a pretty good chance. I think he, he scores a touchdown this week, especially with Rodgers coming out. He's going to be slinging the ball straight up. He's pissed from last week. Getting after the way the game ended last week, they were competitive the whole game. Aaron Jones fumbles and then game over. I think that he's a good tournament play. Obviously, when when you have that kind of separation, deep threat ability, and Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, I think you're definitely a player you need to consider, especially in GPPs. But if he's a popular cash option, I would I would want to go away from that. We're talking about a player who has three catches or less in his last three games and two games over 100. I mean, what are the chances that that, that kind of rate is going to continue? I think that there's safer target projections under him, quite a few. He's only viable if he scores a touchdown because he's not going to get he's not going to get a lot of catches. I don't think. Yeah. I don't like him. To, I don't like him to even get over five catches. I think Devontae Adams, even though Xavier Howard is like an elite. He's becoming an elite talent. I think Devontae Adams can still eat him up. His release is too fast. I mean, the thing is, is from that low 5K to basically all the way down to 4.8, you can pick which one of these guys you want. You want Valdez Scantling, you want Taylor Gabriel, Deshaun Jackson, Tyler Lockett, you know, Traquan Smith at 4.6. It's like, which of these deep threat guys do you want to take? Um, you Sadly, can make that Deshaun decision. Jackson. Exactly, but it's just a it's a pick'em at that point. You know, I don't know. I don't think you could really have super strong conviction on on any of them, in my opinion. Uh, but at the top, the top is where it's interesting, right? It's pretty thin at at the top end of wide receivers. We got Julio, we got Thomas, Devonte Adams, but after that, it's it's not much. Tyreek Hill, Tyler Boyd is is the fourth highest priced wide receiver on the slate. Above Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, there's no DeAndre Hopkins, no Antonio Brown. So it's an interesting slate at the top for wide receivers. Yeah. I love I love Michael Thomas this week. I hope I can find money to pay for him. And uh, I also love Julio Jones, obviously, for tournaments. He's going to be a play. Him and Kelsey are like a play for tournaments every week for me because they just have that potential to completely pop off. Um. I don't know. I kind of hope Tyler Boyd's chalk this week because I don't like him that much. Interesting, because I, I thought you would. I mean, off. I like him. I like him, but not. I don't know. 
kind of had mixed feelings about it. Kind of switch up everything I say every time I talk about him. I think it's hard to like Tyler Boyd as the primary option compared to him as the secondary option to AJ Green. I think it's 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 a completely different situation this week. Um, I'd kind of rather almost go down to like Edelman for all the targets he gets. Yeah, I love the yeah. Patriots receivers this week. Or like Keenan Allen, I mean, seven point one against Oakland. Like I don't know since. Since Edelman's come back, he's had nine, seven, eight, ten, and ten targets, and even, even I mean, five rushing attempts, and then he had a throw last week. You already know Brady's so, looking to Edelman, always. So I mean, there's that, and then you could always almost count on a touchdown from Calvin Ridley. Mike Evans has to write himself, but and Josh Norman, don't let him, don't let his name fool you. He's been terrible this year. He's old and slow. Julio, Julio should have scored. Two touchdowns last week, but did you guys see that play? Nah, not really. He got Julio burnt him, and then Josh Norman literally tapped him by the back of his jersey, so he couldn't get beat, so he couldn't catch the ball. Yeah, I saw that. He literally jumped on him and yanked him to the ground and tackled him. Like he could have straight like injured Julio. Well, that's how Norman always plays corner, honestly. Yeah, he grabbed him straight by his horse collar and just dragged him to the ground, pass interference. So he couldn't catch it for a touchdown, straight up. I think what DraftKings did with the Rams receivers this week is interesting. Put them that's back to was, back to back. You that's know, what I was gonna um, say. Um, that's I, interesting. It's kind of it's kind of like they know each one could pop off in a given week, so they're just like you know pick them same salary pretty much all within three hundred of each other. Cooper Cup is my favorite wide receiver play this week. Interesting. Six point four against Seattle, uh, what do you like about Cup? I just think that he's Jared Goff's number one target. You know, if you want to dive deep into his stats and all that good stuff, he has a good average separation, so, you know, he gets away from the corners. Highest red zone opportunity on on the out of the three receivers. Yep, by highest, far. highest red zone opportunity besides Gurley. Um, high scoring offense, team total what, over thirty, right? Oh yeah, every week. It's every uh, week. Like, you like him over Woods? Yeah, I do personally. I when Cup is in there, I like Woods more. When Cup is in there, he's the number one receiving target, and then Woods, and then Cooks, in my opinion. I don't know. I feel like Woods has a bigger playability, and Woods is just more reliable. I feel like, but I mean, I like I like Cup. But I'd rather play Woods in that game. Cup has an insane yak. His yak is eight point five. It's top six in the NFL. Yeah, he had two long ones last week, right? Yeah, he had that forty-yard touchdown. (laughs) That touchdown was like a forty-yard touchdown. Yeah, it was all yak. Yeah. Um. We're talking about three receivers with forty-point upside. They've all done it uh, in their careers, so it's it's just tough to pick which will happen. But I think Coop. Uh, Coop has the highest floor. Okay, he might be the best receiver on the team, but he's definitely Goff's favorite receiver. And if you're getting that at 6,400, I'd rather just play him instead of paying up for Woods or Cooks, who are 200 and 300 dollars more respectively. Would you rather play Copper Edelman for cash? Yeah, both are great cash options in my opinion. I probably would rather go Cup. I mean, I wish Landry wasn't bad this season because I would just go there at sixty two hundred in a great matchup against the Falcons. But yeah, you just can't trust him even when he's getting 12, 10, 15 targets a game. Just can't 
convert that to I mean, points. He's, he's only scored under 11 once. Yeah, but at 6,200 in this, you know, DFS age, we need him to drop 20. Yeah, right? 100%. We need Can't him to drop 20. for under 20 points. I like him. We need him to drop 20, and he's only dropped 23 times a season. I like him Anytime for GPPs. He gets over, when he gets over um, 12 targets, he drops 20. Maybe he gets 13 targets. Maybe, 20. maybe. Just a couple more names I want to throw out real quick. We can move on to tight end. Tyreek Hill, 7.3. Keenan Allen, 7.1. Yeah, that's crazy. Is Tyreek Hill on the road? I forgot. He's not. No, I'm fading him, man. He's way better on the road. He scores like a 40-yard touchdown every time. Keenan Allen is definitely having a down year, but... Keenan Allen is going to break out. He's breaking out right now. He just snapped last week. Yeah, six for 124 last week. Um, he only has one touchdown on the season, though. I get that's kind of hurting his uh, season. But, you know, he's, he's had some good games. But if he's sitting at that 7,200, uh, 7,100 range and he's only scoring 12 to 15 like he has the entire season, I don't think he's playable. Let's move on to tight end here. Uh, at the top, we got Kelsey, 7K. Everything else is, as usual, a bunch of garbage. Um, I mean, O.J. Howard's been priced up significantly, 5.3. They threw an extra grand on that. That's going to be a fade for me. Gronk at 5.6. I mean, you just don't see that, but you can't trust him either, so I wouldn't go there. Um, I mean, as usual for me, it's just going to be punt. Punt and cash, you know. Find someone under 4K you like. I like Trey Burton's upside under 4K. I like Austin Hooper in a great matchup against Cleveland under 4K. You know, maybe if C.J. Uzoma gets cleared, someone's got to get targets in Cincinnati, so you could do that. But, I mean, I don't know. Pretty much another toss-up this week. So my favorite tight end play for this week isn't under 4,000, right? So my favorite tight end play is David Njoku at 4,200, so just a little above. Um, he has a good matchup against the Falcons, <clears throat> and he'll go well with my uh, Baker Mayfield play. So that, that's where I'm looking at for tight end. I like Njoku too, especially against Atlanta's bad pass defense against tight ends. But if we're talking about under 4K, I like Austin Hooper a lot against Cleveland, who is 26 against tight ends. And Matt Ryan seems to be, other than last week, he was giving him pretty pretty solid amount of targets. Um, and even last week, with only three targets, he caught every single one, scored 7.1, almost 2x. Or did he 2x? He almost 2x'd. Um, he would have to be my favorite to probably score a touchdown this week. Or you could just go straight to Eric Ebron. Yeah, I've got some interest in Ebron. Uh, you know, if you want to attack... The Jacksonville defense, it's through tight ends and running back. So I like Ebron quite a bit, 3.5. Um, I mean, he's splitting with Jack Doyle at this point, so it's not as premium of a play as it was a couple weeks ago. But, I mean, a couple weeks ago he was 5.3. Now he's well under 4K. So Yeah, well, I mean, because the presence of Jack Doyle can't be understated or overstated, however yeah, you say definitely. it. Um, Doyle is is one of Luck's favorite targets, if not his favorite, behind T.Y. Hilton. So when Doyle's in the lineup and starting, um, I wouldn't look to Ebron personally. But he still plays in two Um, tight end sets, and he's a red zone option. So, I mean, 
he has some upside at 3500 like you said he was priced well above 5000 just a couple weeks ago um but only three targets last week after seeing basically uh, a ton of targets the previous five six weeks so i also like trey trey burton yeah yeah burton is always a good play when he's this price because he has such high upside and and just these other guys really don't like herndon watson they don't have the same upside that burton does the only thing that bothers me is he only has three games with over four targets but i mean he's only scored under 9.5 twice and that was i mean opening day and then against the jets where i think i don't think trubisky had that great of a game no, I think he's a good play. The Lions so, linebackers can't cover. I like so. that Burton call, actually. And another value that could open up late in the week um, would be Vernon Davis if Jordan Reed is uh, supposed to miss. At 2,800, he would become a complete, probably, chalk lock um, if Jordan Reed misses. Yeah, I like that call. Uh, situation to monitor for sure. Uh, let's move on to defense here. And what are you guys thinking about defense? No defenses over 4K. The highest is 3.6, and that's the Bears hosting the Lions. Um, what, do you, what, what are you thinking? Not as many low options this week as there have, in, have been in weeks past. I don't see anybody really under 2.7, honestly, that I'd really be interested in cash. In cash... I'm actually interested in the Rams defense at home, 2400, just cheap, you know, cheap defense. They got they got some good uh, linemen and Aaron Donald and Adamican Sue. Pass defense isn't that great, so it might be a shootout, uh, might not work out, but you know, hopefully Aaron Donald could just eat up that Seahawks O line. That's what I'm hoping for, honestly. Just get sacks and just cause Russ Wilson to have a bad game i like That's, that yeah, but bad. if i'm paying up i'm probably going to the packers bills or jets but i don't I mean, know if i can defenses get up to that. facing the bills have gotten over 20 points in four weeks straight yeah. i mean at this point peterman and darnold are both questionable to play i think so i think matt you said matt barkley starting yeah, I think that's going to be the case this week. So we're going to have the Bills. I think Matt Barkley's the best quarterback <laughs> out of all three of them, though. I don't know. Man. Yes. I mean, Jets at 3.4, home defense against Matt. You guys are hating on Josh Allen, first of Josh all. Josh Allen is not good. Josh Allen's not playing. He has n- he has absolutely no ta- – I know. I'm just saying. Well, Joey said he Barkley was the best out of the three. Oh, yeah. Well, that's dumb. Josh Allen is better. Okay. Yeah, I think Allen just has no – what talent does he That's have around true. him? All right, let's stick to defense, though, instead of the Bills skill position players. Um, I like the Packers defense, though. Packers D, yep, uh, facing Osweiler. That could be a play. I also like the Colts at 2.8K. Um, you know, Blake Bortles is on a really bad streak right now, and the Colts have been a successful defense at points this year. They're getting interceptions, nine on the season. They got 21 sacks this season. Uh, I think the Colts could be in play, 2.8, hosting the Jags. I'd rather play the Packers. I'd rather play the Rams. I'd rather play the, just go down and play the Rams over uh, the the Colts. 
I got a feeling that Blake is about to return to form. Let's move on to our final segment here and talk some low-owned stacks that could win you a GPP. Uh, Joey, let's start with you. Um, you know, I, I think I think you could stack Matt Ryan with Julio, and then you know come back with Jarvis Landry on the other side, or even Nick Chubb. But I think Chubb will be owned, so I would just keep it to Jarvis Landry. Even though I think Julio will be owned, but I don't think Matt Ryan or Jarvis Landry will be, so it's kind of like, you know, you win some, you lose some. In tournaments, in tournaments, like Ben said, he's going to be chalky because he's going yeah, to touch. Yeah, but I think Matt way. Ryan won't be played very much at all, if at all, honestly. And being 8.3, the highest priced above Michael Thomas, who just snapped like that, I feel like uh, Julio might actually have a chance to sit in his average, you know, average ownership. Yeah, like like 10 to 15. Yeah, 10 to 15 percent. I think Landry will be under 10 percent. Well, you know, but I could be easily wrong because people might just see 6,200 against the Falcons play him, but... Mm. And that and that target share he gets, he could be chalking tournaments too. Yeah, well, I'm just hoping that he's not. In tournaments, I feel like you want to, you just want to play a bad defense with someone who gets targets. And Jarvis, but you can't gets like, like also just you if you just want to stack another game real quick. You can't go wrong with Trubisky. This man has won people millions of dollars this season, so you can't go wrong stacking that Bears Lions game. You know, Trubisky, Burton. Cohen and then run it back with Kenny or you know whoever Marvin Jones if you want or you could just completely fade the Lions and just play them three though that's that's where I would look to as well the bear those that bear stack has one what like two or three million milli maker uh this season at least two yeah at, at least, least two yeah at so, least two if you want to win a million dollars you play Mitchell Trash Bisky. Mm. Who do you like this week to stack, uh, Jared? So Joey took my thunder. Got to bring the light. But I like <laughs> the lion. I like the other side of that game more for GPP. As I said, Stafford will figure it out, and when he is on, he has complete dots. So I like Stafford paired with Kenny Galladay. You could even get a low on Theo Riddick or Carry On Johnson. And then you could run him back with Trey Burton at tight end, but for GPP, I don't know. Well, he might. I don't know. I still like going Kelsey for GPP. You know, that's not bad. But, I mean, it's a low price stack, too. Stafford's all, all the way at 5K. Galladay's down to 5.1. You throw Burton in there for cheap. You know, you could load up on uh, high, high price guys in that What's, R- <clears throat> What's Riddick? Riddick is 3.8. Oh, 3.8. Coming 8. off an eight target cash. Game. For a flex, that's cash. Could be. Yeah, definitely. I'll take that all day. And for me, I like uh, like going with Russ Wilson this week, 4.7. You know, any team that's playing the Rams is going to have to score to keep up. It may not happen. It may be more of a situation like Joey said where he's just taking a bunch of sacks and they get dominated. That could happen which is why I probably wouldn't go there in cash. But in GPPs, I also see a situation where Russ Wilson snaps. Obviously, he's capable of it. We talk about it all the time when you can play 
high-talent guys at low prices. We all know what Wilson can be. And I think regardless of which wide receiver you stack him with, there's upside. You could go with Lockett. There's obviously upside there. You could go with Baldwin. There's two touchdown upside, three touchdown upside there. David Moore is cheap and has has shown it in three of the last four weeks. So you couldn't go wrong with any of those guys. Bring it back with Gurley or one of the receivers and uh, sales of the money. Lit. It is lit. lit. It is lit. Um, is there anything else that we need to cover here, or are we all set? Matt Stafford is trash. Just wait till he, he's going to put up 30 points this week all on right. the Bears. Just wait till he, dot, wait right. till he dots we'll him up. Joey, Joey's just mad because he dotted up the Patriots' life right in front of his eyes earlier this year. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Chill, all right? He's, tr- he's, try- he's trying to uh, attach himself to Gilmore's nuts every day on Twitter, but he saw Marvin Jones in, in person baby him, so he, he can't really uh, Marvin Jones, if, I'm, if I recall, went one catch on four targets for a touchdown. Four yards. A beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful four-yard touchdown. touchdown. It was not a four-yard hey, touchdown, hey, sir. It was like he, a thirty-yard touchdown. He got in the end zone, right? He sure did. Right over Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> no. At least my son is scoring. Actually, you know what I'm saying? putting points up, points on the board, huh? The the long <laughs> touchdown <laughs> wasn't on Gilmore. So there's sir, that. You're speaking nonsense right now. Whether it was or wasn't, you know. And I think Marvin had two touchdowns in that game, bud. In the Patriots game, he had one touchdown, four catches for 69 yards with a long of 33. That long was that touchdown play. Bitch! Wow. (laughs) Let. One catch on Stephon Gilmore, the best cornerback in the NFL right now. Wow, and that, that's where we off. close out the show. So as always, you can follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. You can follow us on Instagram <laughs> at the same handle. You know, that that's it. We will be back potentially a day late. As I said, we are going to be in the LV turning up, getting lit. So um, <laughs> we, we might be a day late with the recap. Not sure, but uh, you can check on Twitter. We'll be talking throughout the week about the news to keep you guys updated. So um yeah follow us there and uh you can follow my personal twitter at ben hover b-e-n-h-a-u-v-e-r guys tell them where they can find you for all the best stefan gilmore takes <laughs> if you want the best <laughs> stefan gilmore takes you can follow me on twitter at joey carrion underscore best cornerback in the nfl this season mark it down and you can find my do not touch list at jared underscore underscore marcus All right, guys, good luck in week 10. Yep.